one of the goals, and probably maybe the main goal of our, our Thursday men's lunch is as men uh, to begin to, to, to evaluate everything according to the Word of God. Now, we want to introduce people to Christ. We want to see people grow in their relationship with Christ. But the, but the big thing is, is to continually to, to just tell people, you know what, as Christian men, we want to evaluate uh, everything according to the Word of God. Our, our thoughts, our actions, our ideas, our lives, we want to evaluate according to the truth of what God has said in His Word. Well, today we're going to come, and really today is a point of evaluation, again, evaluating uh, ourselves against the Word of God. Um, today our truth is this, and, and just think about this for a second. Every person is seeking something. Every person is seeking something. You wake up in the morning, there's something you're seeking. What, what it motivates you, what drives you, every person is seeking something. Well, the question today is this. If you get what you're seeking, what will you have? And sometimes I think we're moving so fast, we, we stop and we fail, or we neglect to stop and to evaluate uh, if you get what you're seeking, what will you have? Uh, think about all the things that we seek. And, and some of them we'll say openly, some of them we wouldn't say, but they do motivate us. Think about all the things that we seek today. We seek acceptance. Uh, we want to fit in. We seek comfort. Uh, we seek ease. Uh, we seek prestige. We seek our reputation. Uh, we seek money. And, and really that motivates a whole lot of stuff. We seek, we seek success, uh, whatever that looks like, whatever area we're, we're in, we, we seek success. Uh, some of us are seeking to build something, and maybe it's a business or something else. We're seeking to build something. Uh, a bunch of us are seeking stuff, and it's a new pickup or a new car or a new boat. Um, we're seeking to accumulate stuff or, or the pleasures of the world. Man, I want to do this, or I want to go here, and we're seeking pleasure. We are all seeking something. Now, when, whenever I think about this, and I've talked about it with a few folks, uh, there are some folks who will say, you know what, I'm not seeking anything. And they might be seeking something, but, but you know what, I just want to have my bills paid, and I want to be left alone, and I want to go fishing. Uh, well, think about it. That's something that you're seeking. You want your bills paid, you want to be left alone, and you want to go fishing. All of us are seeking something. Again, the point today is to think about this. If you actually get it, if you pull it off, if you hustle, if you work, if you're smart, or if you're just flat lucky, and if you get what it is that you're seeking, the question is this, what are you going to have? And I think sometimes, again, we're moving so fast, we're not seeing that. If you actually pull it off and you get what it is that you're seeking, what will you have? And then, and then the question is, will it bring happiness? Will it bring joy in your life? Will it last? You accomplish what it is you set out to accomplish. Is it going to last? And then the, the bigger question is this. Will it even matter? Truth is, and I've said this before, and it's, it's something I believe. The truth is, no sadder thing could there ever be than to live all of your days, to have the days that you've been given, and to get all the way to the end, and to have to say, you know what, it really didn't matter. You know what, it really served no purpose. Or to get all the way to the end and say, you know what, these days were wasted. A while back I read a story, and it, it's pretty uh, timely because it fits with this week, but I read a story a while back about Muhammad Ali. And, and the story goes about five years 
after he finally fully retired, remember he came back and he came back and he came back, but, but after he finally fully retired, um, it wasn't very long before signs of dementia started to show up. And it wasn't very long before uh, the, the signs of Parkinson's began to show up. And there was a time right after he retired, three or four or five years, when he did not do very many interviews. You might see him somewhere, you might see him going somewhere, but he, but he never did that many interviews. Uh, and I don't know if it was because he was dealing with the onset of those things. Uh, he bought a, a new ranch there in Kentucky, uh, and he retired, and he was kind of out of the limelight for a little bit. Uh, he did not grant very many interviews. Well, there was a guy from Sports Illustrated uh, who requested several times an interview with Muhammad Ali, he was granted an interview, one of only a few during this time period, and he was told, your interview is going to happen there at this new house, at his new ranch, and, and you come on this day, and you're going to meet him, and you're going to have access to this interview with Muhammad Ali. Uh, story goes that on this day, he comes, and, and uh, part of the property, there was a barn on the property, and, and they had remodeled the barn, and in this barn, uh, they'd put all of the trophies that he'd ever accumulated. Uh, his shorts and his shoes, uh, his pictures, his trophies, his belts, uh, remodeled this barn, and they had them, all this stuff on display in this barn. There was a, a, a sitting area, some couches there, and the interview was actually going to take place in this barn. Well, uh, the guys, and I don't know if they were his entourage or just the guys that were his friends, uh, ushered him out of the house, out to the barn, and they, and they set him there in the barn, and then they had gone outside, and they were going to wait there, and the reporter was told, you know what, if you'll come, you're going to have your interview with Muhammad Ali here in this barn of all this stuff. The guy writes the story, and he says, you know what, he, he came in that morning, and Muhammad Ali had his back to him, and he was looking at all that stuff. And he wanted him to know that he was in the building, so he said, hey, good morning, champ. Uh, and he said, evidently, he didn't hear, or it didn't register that he'd heard, and so he, he walked up closer, and he's, he's standing there, and he said he could see a kind of a blank, look in his eye, and he's looking over all this stuff that he had won, all these accomplishments that he had he'd put together, and, and he doesn't know anybody's in the room, and he says as he gets closer, that he hears him say, and he says it quietly, and again, he doesn't know anybody's around, and he says it really under his breath, as he looks at all that stuff, all for nothing, all for nothing. The reporter said he got closer, and he said, what's that, champ? And he said it startled him, he jumped back, and he, he realized somebody was there, and he said good morning, and they started the interview. Think about that for just a second. All that stuff, all that success, and as he surveys it, and I don't know if, if his, his dementia had set in, but as he stands there, he has a point of clarity, and he says, you know what, all for nothing. What if you set out to accomplish all these things, and what if you accomplish and you find all that you seek, and you get all the way to the end, and then on that day, you find out it was all for nothing. Today, we're going to look at uh, how we can avoid that, and how we can uh, evaluate ourselves according to what God has said in His Word, and how we can have a, a, a time to come to the end and say, you know what, I served a purpose, and my life mattered, and yes, I was a sinner, and yes, I was a mess up at times, but you know what, I lived for an eternal purpose, and those days counted. Well, uh, we're going to look at what the Bible says about that. The best way uh, for us to determine is to stop and to look at what we're seeking. And that's where we start today. Stop and look at what you're seeking. And it sounds like maybe that's a complicated process. It's really not a complicated process. It's really pretty simple. But to honestly evaluate your life, 
however old you are right now, to evaluate your life and to see what it is that you're seeking. What would your friends say your priority is? What would your spouse say it is that you're seeking? If you were honest and you let your guard down enough, what would you have to say that you're truly seeking? Then you think about that. Okay, here it is. This is the thing. and Maybe it's several things that you're seeking in your life. How would that be classified? Now, let me just tell you this. There are only two classifications for the things that we seek. There are the things that are of the world, and there are things that of God. And so you find out this is the thing, or these are the things that I'm seeking, and then you've got to plug that into one of two categories, one of two classifications. It's either of the world, or it is of God. That's a pretty plain determination. That's a pretty simple determination. Now, a bunch of us will, will say, you know what, the lines have become blurred, and we want to act like things of the world are now things of God. But the truth is, what you're seeking is either of the world or it's of God. Let me show you some verses. 1 John chapter 2, verse 15 says this. Do not love the world, nor the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. That's verse 15. Now, how do you know which category you fit in? It's going to tell us in verse 16. For all that is in the world, here's the description, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the boastful pride of life is not from the Father, but rather is from the world. And so it gives us a description here. First off, the lust of the flesh. This is what your body craves. This is what your body desires, the pleasures of life and, and whatever that looks like, the pleasures that you that you want for your body. That's the first thing. That's the first category. The next category is the lust of the eyes. And this could be different for all of us in here, but this is really what it is that you envy. What it is that you see that you determine. You know what I see this thing and I want this thing. Maybe maybe for somebody it's a boat. Maybe for somebody else it's a big job that comes with a with a big reputation. Maybe it's a, it's a bank account, but I, I see what my neighbor has, and I see what the guy down the street has, and, and the lust of my eyes, I see these things, and then I determine that I want those things. And so the first thing is what your body craves, the pleasures of life, the lust of flesh. The second thing is the lust of your eyes, what it is that you see, that you envy, that somebody else has. The next category, the pride of life. Now think about that for just a second. These are the things that the world esteems. These are the things that the world values that you began to think, you know what, if I possess those things, then the world's going to esteem me and the world's going to value me. And so the pride of life, these, these prideful things, the world says, man, look at Deion Sanders. Man, look at, look at this guy. Look at Bill Gates. Uh, it, they esteem those things. They value those things. And so if I can possess those things, then they're going to esteem me. They're going to value me. That's the thing that you accomplish, and when you accomplish it, you say, you know what? Man, I'm it. I'm the, I'm the standard. Look at me, the prideful, boastful things of life. Bible says of those things, verse 16, they are not of the Father, but they're of the world. They're not of the Father, they're of the world. 
And so first off today, we figure out what it is that you're seeking. Evaluate the things you're seeking. Uh, and then you think about, well, there's two categories. It's, it's either of the world or it's of God. And you've got to plug it into one of those categories. And if it's of the world, it's, it's something that you see, that you desire. It's something that you crave to satisfy yourself. Or it's something that you think is going to give you value in the society. And you look and you evaluate these things. Does it fit into those categories? Would it be classified, very honestly, as a worldly thing? We could, we could sit here today and say, well, it could be, but I think in my case, it's a godly thing. And maybe there's some things like that, but most of the time, uh, that's not the case. We're trying to bend the world's image to fit what God's image is. So you might sit here today, well, I'm still not clear. Well, there's a greater standard. It's in verse 17. It says this, The world is passing away, and also its lust. The world is passing away, and also its lust. Verse 17 says this, Take this thing that you're seeking after, these things maybe that you're seeking after, and add a hundred years to them. That's how you determine if it's of God or if it's of the world. Now think about that. This car, this pickup, this job, this reputation, this position. Take those things and add a hundred years to it. The things of the world, the Bible says, are passing away. What that means is this. If you're seeking the world's stuff, it's not going to last. If you're seeking the world's praise, you may even get it. It's not going to last. If you're seeking the world's success, the world's acclaim, you will end up, and this is what the Bible tells us, even if you get it, and you'll have to say, you know what? It was all for nothing, and I stand here today empty. The question is this, so what is it that we do seek? What is it that we should value? What is it that, that we ought to chase after as followers of Jesus Christ? And it's just as simple as that. Uh, it's found in Matthew 6, 33. Could pull out a lot of verses to back it up. But it is this, but seek ye first, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. What that means is this, as a man today, we're to seek the righteousness of Jesus Christ. We're to seek a right relationship with God through Jesus Christ. We're to desire to walk and to abide with Jesus Christ. We're to live for his will. You know what, I get up in the day, I want to do his will. You know what, we live for His glory, and we get up in the day, we want to do things that point to our Savior, Jesus Christ. And the Bible says, you know what, when you do those things, you're laying up for yourself treasures in heaven. The Bible says where moth does not eat, and where rust does not destroy, and where thieves cannot break in and steal. You know what, one of those things in a hundred years will not matter. And these things have an eternal value. And what all that means is this, and I believe it and I see it, I think there's a whole bunch of us who've been misled. And I'm going to tell you, us in this room, I think there's, there's a whole bunch of us who've been lured into seeking the wrong things. And man, if you get this education, then you'll get this job. And if you get this job, you're going to get this paycheck. And you get this paycheck and you're going to get these things. And we've been lured into seeking the wrong things. There's a whole bunch of us that need to set down some false priorities and to reevaluate and to take up an eternal cause. 
I noticed this this week, and I, and I hate to say it, I don't want to sound judgmental, but it's the biblical truth. There's something that everybody's missing this week. And as sad as that story is from the, from the late 1990s, here's Muhammad Ali, and he sees all of his trophies, and he, he sees what his hard work, and I'm going to tell you, he worked hard. He sees the reward for his hard work. He sees what his sweat and his toil and his struggle. He sees all the things that it brought him, and he sees all that, and he says, you know what? It's all for nothing. Man, that's sad. But I want to tell you, this, this week, this is what the world is missing. There's something a whole lot sadder than that. You see, this week, he met Jesus, who he publicly denied. And Jesus, who loved him and loved him so much, he sent his only begotten son to die for him and to purchase him back. Jesus, that prepared a place for him in eternity, had to say, you know what? You chased a false god. You took up a false cause. And you thought those trophies were for nothing, and he has to stand on this day and say, depart from me, I never knew you. What about us? What are we chasing? What are we seeking? And if we have it, what will we truly have? I want to tell you the greatest thing for us in a, in a men's lunch is that we would understand, you know what, at, at 40 years old and 50 years old and 20 years old, there is a priority, Jesus Christ. And I want to have a relationship with him. And I want to honor him. And I want to serve these days to promote his cause and his glory. That when I get to the end, I can say, you know what? It mattered. It made a difference. It pointed to Jesus Christ. Glad you're here today. Let me lead us in a word of prayer and we'll be dismissed. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come, we're thankful for you today, we're thankful for your word, the standard that we evaluate all things. We're thankful that as we come and as we read your word, you tell us very specifically for our lives. You can spend it on something that does not matter, that will not last, the world may value it, but it holds no eternal value, and you tell us what that is. But you also tell us we can spend it for your glory, for your cause, and for an eternal treasure laid up in heaven. I pray that today as we hear this, that we'll be wise and that we'll, we'll leave here and say, you know what, I have to work a job. I, I have to pay bills and, and, I, and I am a dad and I am a husband, but I'm going to do all of those things to the glory of the living God. And I pray that we'd have a change and a shift in priorities in Vernon, Texas, in men, in homes, in marriages. Let us evaluate ourselves according to your truth. I pray for every man here today. Bless them. Lead them, encourage them, strengthen them. Let us grow as followers of Jesus Christ. We love you and we thank you. And I pray in Jesus' name, amen.